Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, welcome into the creep dive. Just going to leave you on your own there. Welcome. It's wonderful to be here. Thank I am you a soloist. For being here. Did you do the little music bit at the start? I didn't because I told you this. I had to um, rejig the thing. Gotcha. For a different. For the big kid quiz. Oh. So when I'm doing the big kid quiz on a Friday, I'm like. <laughs> I feel like every time you guys discuss this, the listener at home has no idea what you're talking about. I got a new sound desk a little while ago that's very exciting and has all these coloury buttons on it and I can preload the sounds into it so that when we're producing the creep dive, usually I can hit a button and the intro music music plays and it's all included in the recording. It sounds great, Sus. I mean, I know. (laughs) That's for the listener's benefit. (laughs) Welcome to the creep dive. Do we have a little creep out of of the week? Well, I tell you this... um, this story did you see this breaking on tiktok the woman who um responded to a chinese restaurant's video oh no i didn't sorry no what is this okay i I have a tiktok related mini mini thing as well you were shaking your head you're like nodding your head emphatically being like yeah she has consumed the entirety of tiktok at all times it's contained within her i thought you were going with the woman who went back to school (laughs) pretending to be school age oh Another one. Okay, well, let's go Cassie, you, then me for the TikTok corner. Let's do it. Let's fall oh, Sorry, in an Indian restaurant. My bad. Oh, so I do know this. This was very, very funny. A woman, a, a, an Indian restaurant um, in, the, da, 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 in West Sussex uploaded a video last week with caption, New Year, New Mood. And the, in the video, you can see, they're like walking through the restaurant. You can see these diners sitting at the table eating their meal, right? And they posted the video to Facebook. And a woman commented on it saying, um, 
how old is this footage? My late husband and his son are on the first shot and he died in 2014. <laughs> okay? What? And the restaurant, with all sympathy in the world, said, Hi Lucy, sorry to hear this. This footage was recorded last week. Not possible. You must have made a mistake. You mu- Like basically saying you must have made a mistake. And she, so her theory was that um they were using no she does not think he faked his own death because he was sick very very sick beforehand so her theory was that um they were using old footage but then the owner of the restaurant the restaurant's called spice cottage the owner of the restaurant was like no this is recent footage like there's new tables that uh, new tables and chairs that we only put in like at the start of the year and so now people are kind of going onto the post so in the video you see a man with white hair who does really look like her late husband and then another man who was his son Mm. not hers sitting with him and she's like I'm 110% certain that that is my late husband and his son has she asked the son the son said it wasn't him and it was some mistake but like (laughs) that was a bit of a story I was like oh yeah (laughs) oh so it's just not it's just really not them but her she's convinced still to this day She's convinced. She's like, something is going on here because it, it is a restaurant that he would have frequented. Like his favorite dish was at this restaurant. Was the Spice Cottage special. Can was we the Spice Cottage Korma or something. The fact that they called their restaurant Spice Cottage. Well, they just were underplaying. It's, it looks like a little being, cottage. It's quaint. They should have gone with mansion. Spice mansion. Spicy mansion. Just a good, good old spice house, I think. is. Um, and do we think maybe it's an astral projection? I have no idea. I think she's upset. She's seen something and it's hard to let things go. Also, we've all received contact from dead loved ones. True. Um, True. One of the best things I think about (laughs) this. First podcast host says something. Second podcast host agrees. We all speak to this. Do you remember we did that story about Dean Koontz? The author, whose name I'm probably saying wrong. I think it's pronounced Kuntz. <laughs> um, he's the Dean of Kuntz. Um, he got a phone call, do you remember, from his mum, warning him about oh, yeah. being vigilant. Yes. And that same day, his dad, tried, his dad had uh, dementia, tried to attack him with a knife. Oh, yeah. And there was, I got a phone call from my dad, dad. Mm-hmm. We all remember this, famously. No, tell us more. Uh, I can't remember, it was a few years ago, and it was Valentine's Day. And I got a missed call on my phone from my parents' landline. Yeah. And it was kind of late at night. Obviously, I'm very um, early to bed. Um, so I woke up, <laughs> woke up the next morning, saw the missed call and said to my, texted my mom and was like, sorry, I missed your call last night. Also, privately, was like, so weird that she called me off the landline, that thing. And she was like, no, I didn't call you. <gasps> so obviously, science, it was my dad from beyond the grave. Imagine, yeah. you should have answered. Um, I know. What would have probably would have been spooky? Probably would have been like knowing Kev heavy breathing (laughs) and a chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so is there just on that woman's story? Is is she okay? I think. Well, I think the best part of this is obviously the internet's response to the post, where she's like, "That's my late husband. He died in 2014." And sorry to hear this. This footage was released last week. It's just brilliant. Um, People responding. Uh, saying we need an update was his body ever found or just a canoe um (laughs) then all you non-believers thinking this lady is lying very good Uh, and then someone else said i was there on this day and the flatbread that i ordered arrived after our main course it was my late nan (laughs) 
They can't use it twice. No. It's <laughs> different people. Non is better than non believers. Um, and then someone else said he wasn't dead, he was just in a korma. <laughs> so great to see the internet has the utmost sensitivity, as always, for this confused. Okay, grieving you want woman. Confused woman. Okay, yes. Woman, twenty nine, arrested after allegedly posing as a high school pupil and spending four days in classes. <laughs> so, Hai so Jung Shin, she pretended to be a student at the school before staff uncovered her ruse and notified authorities. So she's twenty nine. She spent four days enrolled in a high school. What she did there, we do not know. She had been floating around doing her classes. She was performing wonderfully. <laughs> Creating no problem for the teacher whatsoever. But there's no doubt about it. The woman looks fully 29. So anyway, that's the end of that. I'll tell you what I have though this week. And it's a story that I came across and I was like, I, first of all, I can't believe I've never heard this story. Oh yeah. And then I could find only one article on it. Damn it. And it's all about whales. Ooh. Beluga whales. And you'll never guess what Beluga, beluga whale is a cousin of. You guessed it. The narwhal. Yes, ah, they're very closely friends. related. Remind listeners of the narwhal, just in case they can't remember. So what you're looking at is like a torpedo with a huge horn, which in fact is a tooth. It sticks it's straight like up unicorn. perpendicular to the body. Yes, straight up out of the water. So we're well. looking at northern Arctic kind of uh, dwelling whales. And they have this enormous, uh, I think it's the females only, have a huge unicorn-like spear spiral spear sticking up and out it's fucking awesome okay before we do a story let me give you a little um update from idaho Mm. oh yeah this is from our correspondent on the ground angus now this story is getting weirder and weirder because as you might remember there was a desperate murder of four college students Yes. There was no suspects for weeks. Mm -hmm. Then a knife sheath was found beneath the body of one of the murdered victims. And they traced that sheath, it was like a leather, like a waistcoat for a knife, back to this gentleman Mm -hmm. who was studying criminal psychology. Yes. In a nearby college. Yes. And so they've been able to track his whereabouts through the kind of run up to the murder. And they've figured out that he'd spent a bit of time driving around the house. Mm. He'd also been in contact with one of the victims, like trying to get, I think it was DMing, just like, hey, how are you? One of the female. That one of those, hello, dearie. Correct. Do you forget the hello, dearie? Constantly. Like, Come on now. You're beating them off with a stick. <laughs> so he is currently It's in like, um, there's kind of like a life cycle of life. Mm. Where you go from receiving unsolicited dick pics to then you reach an age where instead they're saying, hello, dearie. Mrs. You become yeah. a missus. I know. Oh, my God. The first time I got a missus was just awful from the teenagers in um, in Ring's End going by. I've been getting missus since I was 12. I graduated from, so I was leather for yeah. years to those kids. Oh. I leather as I cycle past, or they'd go past me, and then I just then suddenly one day I was missus. I know it's all fuck over. off, missus. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm, just, I'm, I'm on a bicycle. Trying I'm to fuck off. Um, okay, what, so he's in prison now, awaiting trial. He has been charged, I believe, with four homicides. So he is. Yeah. So Jen, you covered that in full a few weeks ago. Yeah. So if anyone didn't catch that episode. That's only a couple of weeks ago. Remind me of his name. Something Coburger. Oh, God. Brian Coburger, I think. 
Wow, if you're remembering that, I have no confirmation of what it's. Oh yeah, I think that mm. sounds familiar. It seems like Brian because I feel like we had a bit of bad luck, Brian Banter. The best thing about Brian is that because now because he lives in today's world, people are being interviewed. Like he did a Tinder date with some lady. Bad luck, Brian did. Uh, Brian did, and now she's on the Twitter and being interviewed about how the date was creepy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm completely cross-pollinating stories because I thought you were talking about, you know, the meme bad luck, Brian. No. Ah, you do. I'm getting it up here. Google it. Um, So it's a guy whose like high school photo is just like really deeply unfortunate. Oh, yeah. And they've, it's just like been bouncing around the internet for years, like bad luck, Brian. Oh, that guy with the braces. And, and the tartan waistcoat. Yeah, and like, you know, knowyourmeme.com did like a catching up with Bad Luck Brian, you know, and he's, yeah. st- he's still out around the place. Living his en- life. Enjoying his weird meme notoriety. So sorry, when you said the TikTok woman went on a date with Bad Luck Brian, I was like, Brian's on a date. That's so good. No questioning whatsoever. No questioning. So the date was creepy because she went with the psych- criminal psychology student yes. who's charged with murder. That makes more sense. I am sorry. Uh, I just brought you inside my brain. And it was confusing. Do you know what's so interesting about this case as well? So because he is studying criminal psychology, um, so people are starting to extrapolate, like, for instance, did he leave this sheath intentionally? Yeah. Is there an overarching plan here? The first thing he said... It's his thesis project. When he was arrested was, he asked, was anybody else arrested? So all of this might be tactical kind of move on his part to suggest there was somebody else involved. Is he kind of throwing investigators off somehow i don't know anyway what's it's the update so awful it's such it's too far for a thesis project it if is that's what this is absolutely agree um okay so angus who is our um uh creep on the ground in idaho uh sent this on um admittedly a couple of weeks ago so sorry i've been a bit lax about bringing it up but so angus says thought you might be interested in this info in relation to the idaho murders since i live here and it's been a big thing before the killer was arrested there was a creator on tiktok Mm. claiming a professor at the university of idaho had basically gotten some of her students to do the murder for her no i have never heard this tell us everything i know so TikTok's gonna TikTok. Yeah. So the TikTok creator was popular enough with the crazies that a ton of crazy folk were harassing the professor. And that professor is now suing the creator and TikTok because of it. Also, I love this detail. Uh, Angus goes on to say, she's also my good friend's sister. The woman is genuinely lovely and is a fucking genius and an amazing history professor. The woman wrote a book about the history of gay cowboys and the current and historical gay rodeo scene, for fuck's sake. She wouldn't murder anyone and we're all fucking baffled at who this whack job uh, focused on her as somehow being, on how this whack job focused on her as somehow being responsible for the murders. Mad. Unbelievable. Also, the gay rodeo scene in the 1970s was a thriving mm. i also read a book about the gay rodeo scene in the 1970s in california and it was really really interesting little niche world so well, i wonder super niche. when she when, did did you get that message before brian koberger was arrested is, her, is she clear now that they have a suspect um it's so funny because yeah so she's totally in the clear um so police ruled her out in um 
pretty like pretty early doors. Um, so and Angus says Idaho is such a quiet state in general. But between this and the whole, we remember the Chad Daybell thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been completely mental, um, they say. And so basically, Rebecca Schofield is the name of the Idaho professor. And she was like suddenly flung into this position of trying to clear her name um, after these totally baseless claims were made. And the, the TikToker is called Ashley uh, Gouliard. Um, a self-proclaimed internet sleuth and tarot card reader. An absolute dynamite combination. I know. The thing is now that that sentence is no longer what it used to be. Because mm. I just go, yes, I know several people who are internet sleuths and tarot card readers. Absolutely. Mm. Like they're just now absolutely... The multi-hyphenates. Normal. Yeah, <laughs> just a normal kind of uh, comparing, you know. Um, and uh, so... Um, the police said at this time in the investigation, this was a couple of weeks ago, detectives do not believe that the female associate professor and chair of history department at the University of Idaho um, is involved in this crime. Um, And uh, yeah, it was really weird. So basically, do you know the way they were actually discovered in the middle of November, the Mm -hmm. bodies? And it was like, because there was no arrest for such a long time, as you described, that basically this TikToker um, just seemed to like decide to jump in and fill in some of the gaps here. So basically, um, Gouliard's TikTok account uh, is called Ashley Solves Mysteries. She has more than 110,000 followers and dozens of videos all about her thoughts on the case. And... Um, she sorry her thoughts on the case and she names Schofield as well as one of the former boyfriends of the victims Mm. so she kind of points the finger Mm. at the Schofield is the professor and the boyfriend and um yeah basically so um she's now like the professor had never even met the students none of them had ever taken a class with her she was in Portland when the students were murdered um and remember they said that she had actually gotten students of hers to do the killings. Somebody's read the secret history, basically, and is like, ooh. This could be it. It's a secret history as well, is having like such a moment on TikTok. Like the book's over 20 years old and TikTok's like, I've just discovered this amazing book. And it's like, no, guys, it's truly been sustained modern classic for decades now. And they're like, but TikTok knows about it now. So anyway, somebody on TikTok read the secret history and they're basically like, what if a professor made their students in some kind of weird coven agreement to do it? Anyway, um, so a lawyer for the professor, she got a lawyer to send a cease and desist letter to Ashley Gouliard um, after posting these defamatory videos. And then she had to send a second letter um, in December. Um, and the bloody TikToker showed the letter um, in another TikTok video. So she show, she just made a video about the cease and desist letter instead of ceasing and desisting. And um, she, she said, uh, the TikToker said um, in the video that um, she would need actual legal documents in a federal court to get her to cease and desist. So like basically I'm living by this sword and I'm dying by this sword. She might live to regret mm. that. 
Um, yeah, she then continued to kind of double down on her claims uh, in another video saying that she told all her followers that she had physical evidence validating everything I've said about her, but I can't speak on it now because it has to wait for court. Like, this seems to be like com- completely cooked up out of absolutely nothing. And she's completely high on the fumes of her own nonsense here. Yeah, yeah. And will not stop because she'll gain more traction. It'll become addictive. Exactly. And then, and I guess she has this sense of being untouchable, which is completely wrong and not true. And basically, um, it started to create problems for the professor because she had to like get more surveillance on her home, home security because of the accusations. She was afraid for her safety. safety. Um, and obviously, it then also was like really compounding all the trauma that the grieving families were mm. feeling. And just, I mean, just generally fucking throwing shit into the middle of an already messy, shitting, very messy situation. Uh, situation. So isn't that just a side shoot of that story that like I didn't know at all and is truly bananas? Like this just is going to get more TikToker and more bananas. Takes it upon herself. To finger yeah. a lovely woman who only ever wanted to write about gay cowboys. And now, and now she's this. ruined everything. Yeah. None of us weird, are safe. Imagine like just, you know the way you think back on your life and you're like, oh yeah, there's that, that was that trip I took to Paris. It was really nice. And oh, that was the summer that we had the kitten. And then you're like, and that was the Christmas that I was accused of murder. Yeah. You're just like, what? That woman, it's now a part of her life that she just had this weird young woman on the internet convinced she was, that she'd, what is it? It's not solicited murder. What is it that she'd, like, it's Manson style, like, makes them do the murder for you. Coercive? Yeah. Kind of. Inciting murder Mm. or something? Anyway. Isn't it so terrifying? Because I think if someone ever accused me of a crime that I didn't do, you'd just get so nervous you'd seem really really guilty well, you wouldn't I know where s- to start you yeah. wouldn't know where I was exactly was there well, you I wouldn't be able to remember at all have you ever gotten those spam um, emails from the MI5 no, no. I w- let me just check if I still have it I bet you I deleted it out of sheer terror you can so easily be undermined like you're, with anxiety you know it can just somebody's threatening your freedom and accusing you of something that you just immediately go into a terror spiral but we've done many of, of like cases. but what if i have actually done this and false kind of uh false confessions, false confessions. like it's it's just really really stressful i was i was terrified now even though i really hand on heart have never done anything like that guys in case anyone's like wow but one of my like constant anxieties is that like i'm accidentally breaking major laws and I just don't know and someday they're going to put me in prison or continuously fine me <laughs> forever forever I have it I I changed car and I um forgot to change over my e-flow thing so all of last year I was just crossing the e-flow without a care in the world and then I got a letter with a fine for 900 Holy euro no, I have to get on to them and be like, can I just pay the 12 times I crossed the toll and didn't yeah. think, I just, I put, the, I put the thing from my old car into my new car and was Thinking like, it would just Ta-da. transfer over. I didn't, yeah. That is devastating. Guys. That's just, I'm going to end up in prison because I'm stupid. <laughs> That's why most people are there. 
Can we? So what do we have? So you've got a meaty one this week, Sophs, and Cass has... I have a creep of the week as well. Great. Cass has a Enoch Burke breakdown. For the hive. For the hive. Okay. What What would we do now? Well, we do this timely one. Yes. Have mm-hmm. you guys heard about Brian Walsh and no. his many, many Google searches? No. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, is it does is it too old? Does no, 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 know no. Already? I, mean, I don't know what it is. Okay. So basically, there's this guy, Brian Walsh, and um, he is suspected of murdering his wife, um, Anna. In early January. And so far, although this may have changed just as of a couple of days ago, but it's unconfirmed. But so far, um, all along, authorities had not been able to find the body of poor Anna. Uh, they had three, she had three kids. God. Um, and uh, at the when they made the arrest and at the arraignment, um, the prosecutors because they haven't found the body, could only infer that this guy, Brian Walsh, had dismembered his wife's body and disposed of it. Um, or possibly incinerated it um, at a trash facility before it could be found by police. Um, so they had things, they did have other evidence that made them believe that Brian had taken his wife's life. So they had like, a blood-stained suit mm. that had both um, what, uh, Brian and Anna's DNA. There was blood in the family home, a bloody knife found in their basement. Um, there was video proof, so CCTV, of um, Brian making expensive purchases of cleaning supplies. And then there was his Google searches. <gasps> I am just going to do the list of Google searches. This was on his son's iPad as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, So it was... It's the camera refocusing, making those noises. Oh, is that that you're distracted by the noise? Oh, sorry, I just didn't know what it was. It's kind of going... It's this this lens, this lens is maybe needs to be updated. Okay, so anyway, yes. On his son's iPad... um, in the day, so uh, Anna was last seen in the early hours of New Year's Day. And um, so here's the Google searches starting on December 27th. So a few days before Anna was last seen. What's the best date to divorce for a man? January oh 1st, 4.55 a.m. How long before a body starts to smell? 4.58 a.m., so that's three minutes later. How to stop a body from decomposing. God. 5.20 a.m., how to embalm a body. He's getting quite ambitious. 5.47 a.m., 10 ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. Oh, wow. 6.25 a.m., how long for someone to be missing to inherit. <gasps> 6.34 a.m., this is a busy morning. Can you throw away body parts? 9.29 a.m., what does formaldehyde do? 9.34 a.m. How long does DNA last? 9.59 a.m. Can identification be made on partial remains? Bit of a gap now. I presume he had breakfast. 11.34 a.m. Dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. 11.44 a.m. How to clean blood from wooden floor. 11.56 a.m. Luminol to detect blood. 
another gap for lunch, then 1.08 p.m. What happens when you put body parts in ammonia? 1.21 p.m. Is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? <laughs> oh, my God. So how much of an idiot is this person? A big one. Next level. So that was January 1st. January 2nd, quiet morning for Brian. Then he comes back on at 12.45 p.m. Searches, hacksaw, best tool to dismember. At uh, 1.10 p.m., can you be charged with murder without a body? 1.14 p.m., this is so gruesome. Can you identify a body with broken teeth? God. So that he leaves it at that for January 2nd, back on January 3rd. At this point, he'd reported her missing? Uh, no, no. She, she just did. was missing. She'd been last seen, and this was only like in the next days, like <coughs> literally the day after and the day after that. Good God. So at uh, 1.02 p.m., what happens to hair on a dead body? Oh. 1.14 p.m., what is the rate of decomposition of a dead body found in a plastic bag compared to on a surface in the woods? That is a very specific Google search. Absolutely. As yes. if someone has some sort of like... X equals Y equals minus leaves minus weather sort of well equation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this is this one, the last one, one twenty PM. Can baking soda make body smell good? Oh god what so this man is proclaiming his innocence. This man is really, really stupid. And absolutely murdered his wife, but the body still remains unfound. There was there is a video, um, a listener, oh shit, I think it was Anna, Annie Sarkissian sent this to me. I'm really sorry if I got that wrong. There's a video of his reaction to those Google searches being read out in court. And like, he basically, that's a still from the video, but he basically ma- maintains that expression of right. complete uh, indifference oh yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way through. Then it, I think there's a shade of I'm fucked in that face. Maybe you're right, actually. Yeah, it's like, is it indifference or is it just kind of like I'm cooked? I am uh, but so they're so cooked. trained by their defense in court to just give no reaction. They're like, no matter what, it, like that's what the jury and everybody's going to be looking for is like little twinges in his face. Like, imagine all those internet sleuths are now jury members. Like, we're so obsessed with true crime that there's going to be people being like, I saw his him scratch the left side of his nose, which I understand to be that he was lying. Yes, oh, yeah, exactly. oh my God. You all know? the people who are like body language experts on yeah. TikTok. So basically the update is that an unidentified body surfaced a few days ago, last Friday, um, on a beach 10 kilometers from Brian's mom's house. Interesting. Mm. So basically he at this point was still standing accused of killing the wife and dismembering her body. And their theory is that he was throwing it at two landfills Mm. near his mother's house. And so that was, it was while Anna was missing that the CCTV footage captured um, Brian in the area near his mom's. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. House, um, and he, yeah, so... They found um, bloody sacks. What is this? Oh, yeah, sorry, that was in the house. They'd found that stuff that I listed earlier, like the knife and the the bloody uh, bloody clothes and stuff. How They hadn't recovered any body parts. Um, And so they'd been going off the assumption that he had dismembered her and dumped her in the landfill. Um, Now they're trying to identify this body. Could well be... Her, her having he may never have actually done any of his Google search uh, result activities. Gotcha, because so, that was all happening immediate in the immediate aftermath. So yeah. he may have been just in research mode. So basically, um, it's they still haven't even confirmed if the body is a woman. Okay, um, currently, so that's the most that's the most up to date I could find on that. Good God, lads. But just clear your Google search history. But, but also, that is so that foolish. Isn't even, I don't even think you can rely on that. Well, let's no, try not can't. to murder anyone. You can't just clear your history to get rid of the you stuff. Can't it'll all be... It's no, because it'll be all be in your cash. Oh, the cash But you can cookies. clear cash, can't you? No, I mean, it, it's, I it's think best it's not to do the murder. But also... If you're going to if you're going to Google mm. things about murder, mm-hmm. I think the best strategy would be to take yourself library off. PC. No, not a library because you're going to be on you're going to be on record there as being a member. True. You take yourself down to one of those internet cafes on Angel Street. Yep. Mm. Pay in cash. Go no in record. Go in balaclava. In, hoodie dark evening. Yeah. Go in wear a cap. Something you've never worn before. Yes. That no one would even like get get Gloves yourself a statement coat <laughs> <laughs> that no one would associate with James you. James Cavanaugh's yellow coat's gone missing. That's it. Go Who knows where that can wind up. Take yourself down to an internet cafe. Yeah. And then um get him get it get it done there. Do internet cafes still exist? They do I'm sure they printing, do because no one has a printer. I just can't believe that <laughs> And for murderers and drug dealers. <laughs> but like, I can't believe that like people don't already know their plan. Like, do you know the way you have in your house, if there's an intruder, you know your exit strategy? Mm-hmm. And like the way that everyone has their kind of, just in the back pocket, you know what you would do if you needed to get rid of a body. No, my exit strategy is similar to how I would respond to being on the Titanic. And I'm like, Hide look. and die. No, it's just like it's game's up. Uh, give up? No, not even. Like, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even going to think. I want people to say she fought the bitter end, but like know that if someone intrudes in the house, I'm going to starfish on the bed and be like, just <laughs> do it, just do it, whatever. You Although need to do. I did come up with a really good strategy for um, if like someone were to it, like this would be a really good defense strategy that if someone were to break in your house to like yeah. assault you whatever imagine you just like had a room set like set your bedroom up like a really weird chamber of secrets like have like a chandelier made of dildos and a neon <laughs> sign that says butt stuff so when someone does come in to try and insult you and they instead of 
instead of screaming, just turn around and say, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> Cassie, that's, that's a turn around. How to have the seat uh, empty beside you on the bus. Yeah. yeah. Strategy is to be weirder than the weirdos. Yeah. So like, yeah. If you, someone's coming towards you, looks like they're going to sit down, just plunge a hand down your own pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, you're going to be fine. But you know, if I need to dispose of a body, I have it completely worked out. Where's it going? This is this is a really good method. It's Jeffrey Dahmer's disposable disposable. <laughs> Imagine you brought out like a line of some line Jeffrey of Jeffrey Dahmer's disposable um, disposable underwear. Great. Um, no, sorry, his disposal of the first person he ever murdered in his late teens. Where did that person go? Um, he dismembered the body. He. He basically it's beneath the house wasn't got it? all the meat kind of taken care of, filleted, and then like dried the bones, and then he got a hammer and smashed the entire dust. skeleton to smithereens, and scattered the dust, teeth and all. Jeepers, oh God! Now, this might be that is like if you have cleared your schedule and you actually have a bit of time. True. So there's obviously you need a, time constraints. Exactly. And it's and a, and a nearby forest. Mm. Uh, would you like to hear about an otter attack? Yeah. I'll tell you how I got to my end creep. Was there one or two otters? Because I always assume that they're like holding hands and they're together at all times. Oh, so. no, and they're passing the ball back and forth. Yeah. This is yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, and otters are famously evil and aggressive. And they practice necrophilia. Very, very regularly. Right. So if you happen to die, you're Would an this be an appropriate time to say we have a 15-year-old work experience student? In the Elle's grand. They're absolutely grand. Don't worry about it. We'll just go with. If you need to leave or are upset. Anyway, ready? Otter time. Do you know about otters? They're mm-hmm. rotters. They are rotters, incredibly aggressive, way worse than you think they're going to be. Sure, they hold hands occasionally, but apart from that, they're known to fuck their own dead. Right. Um, if Reduce, you do pass away, recycle. Absolutely right. It they just... gives a new meaning to the otter box. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just googling an otter now to get a nice visual. Enter the star the of our show. We're in Minnesota, and the oh my god, they're adorable. The star of this show, Leah. She is. A triathlon champion. Wow. She's also a mother of three kids. And Wait, this is an otter or a person? No, Leah. This woman. She's 42. She's headed off on her holidays with her family to Minnesota and an area on Island Lake. So this is where she'd spend her holidays. It was July 2012. She was 31 at the time. And she was staying there training for US Triathlon National Championships. Terrible. So husband and two kids, four and two at the time, were there with her. One morning, she went for her usual mile-long swim. She'd done it hundreds of times before. And her dad was going to take the kids out and follow on a platoon boat, is what they call it. And the reason he would have been there was to make sure that other boats don't cut her up. Mm. So he'd kind of travel along, protecting her from Mm. other boats, mostly. Mm. So everything was fine. The kids wanted to go home was the only problem. So the granddad was like, I'll take the kids home. You carry on with the swim. There's no real boats around. So she was like, okay, fine. See you back at the shore. The kids have gone back to the shore of the granddad. She's powering on, head down, front crawl. She describes the water as the colour of dark rum. 
Mm. So we're on a lake. So she's like, when your hand goes into it, you can't see past your elbow. Oh, creepy. And you've oh. no idea, obviously, what's beneath you and or lakes, around you. Lakes are way more Harder. evil than yes. the sea. No buoyancy. But also, you but know, like, containing definitely a monster. 100%. Oh, yeah, 100 You know the way you, like, inherit, like, weird fears and stuff from your parents? Yes. My fear growing up, because my mother believed this to be true for all her life, was that lakes didn't have a bottom. <gasps> and that they were just like these vacuous things that would like a never to nowhere never end yeah oh so like God. terrified creepy. of lakes but obviously odd Trish belief. is really creepy Trish is uh, like the stuff that she passed Believes on was just mad if you're ever lost always turn left like it, just, <laughs> it hasn't ended in so <laughs> that would just result in you spinning in a circle you would like, think that would but one left, time i ended up in lost, wexford left. <laughs> so we're back in leah is turned she's reached the 50 meter mark so she's turning back to complete her 100 meter swim mm. and on the return she felt a bite oh. on her heel no so she describes a really sharp pain and she thought it was she was like oh that's gotta be a musky Musky is a type of fish that live in this lake. Not known for aggressiveness, but they're fucking huge. And they have 700 razor sharp teeth. Oh my God. But not aggressive. Never aggressive. I she don't was understand like, why they gave fish teeth. Just so they could eat things. But like everything's soft in the sea. It's going to be moist. Like what? not all fish have teeth. No, yeah, most of them do. Very tiny ones. No, I don't think it's necessary. Well, if you're on the internet <laughs> Especially now, the ones who are eating... It's worth... The algae, algae, mucus. Then look at this stuff. on your Google machine. There, Google lamprey eels mouth. Oh god, yeah, it's it. wonderful. So, and how and ever, she was like, "All right, that's a muskie. They're fucking massive fish." And she was like, "This is really weird that it's biting me, or I've been bitten by one." But sure, I'll power on. What a legend! That's strange. Then I would do the attack. full Cassandra, like just die. I'm it's, starfish I'm finished. on the. <laughs> Just, it's over. Take just me now. Being extremely slowly eaten by a muskie. <laughs> then she felt an attack on her calf. Something grabbed her leg and wouldn't let go. And it was like <laughs> biting into it. <laughs> she said uh, she was in actual pain and she was in shock. She was about 20 feet away. Um, From the shore? Uh, fr- no. And then she said about 20 feet away, a head popped up, staring me straight in the face. An otter. So she was an animal lover and she never heard of otters attacking anyone. But over the next 10 minutes, this thing torpedoing under the water and (gasps) savaging at her legs. Oh my God. She was screaming and yelling and calling for help. But then attacks were coming hard and fast. And she was like, I'm not going to be able to outswim this thing. So I just have to brace for the bites and protect my neck. Because if it hit me there, I'm going to drag. Big vein. Um, What size now is an otter? Like, I've got pictures here, but I've only got pictures of otters with other otters. So I have no scale. Maybe this size. Maybe a few feet long. Depending on a male. There's lots of different types of otters, obviously. Um, But... But obviously, they hunt smaller animals. They have a big mouth full of teeth. Do you know the suggested Google image? You know the way when you Google image search and then at the top, there'll be all these other suggested kind of like otters, baby, otters, drawing. Yeah. And then the other ones are like otters, happy, otters, adorable, otters, otters, animated. You see, lure us into a false sense of security. Big otter have controlled this narrative (laughs) expertly and they have like convinced us... It's all, well, otters aren't pricks. don't be convinced. 
This thing had bitten her 25 times and she, they were, it was coming at her from every angle. Some of them were two, two inches deep. One pierced her ankle bone. Ooh. Another went through her calf muscle. So she kept screaming and waving around while one hand on the neck and eventually her dad, the granddad, hurt. He was so panicked, he flooded the motor trying to get it back going oh, out no. to save her. And um, and eventually it did start. He couldn't leave the two kids. They were only two and four on the shore. Oh. They piled into the boat. They dragged their bleeding mother oh. out of the lake. And uh, that was it. She said it was 10 or 15 minutes before my dad got out to me. That's a long ass time. Uh, with this thing torpedoing into your lower body. Oh, ripping the calf off Yeah, you. luckily she was wearing a wetsuit and that was really what saved her. So that quarter inch of neoprene took most of the shredding oh. and uh, the blood was streaming into her wetsuit, obviously. She had 25 open wounds. She had to get a rabies shot in every oh, yeah. wound. <gasps> I didn't realise well, that. You only have like 24 hours, don't you, after rabies? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it, it is... The worst possible thing that could happen to you. But as we've been on, we've been on, we covered rabies there a while ago. It is the worst death ever. So what's really weird is become, you become, become hydrophobic. So you become fearful of drinking. Yes. And oh. so you're becoming more and more dehydrated. It also affects you mentally. You begin to hallucinate. That could be the dehydration. Your tongue begins to swell. Mad things happen and you can't sleep. Anyway, you're dead within 48 hours unless you get the shot. So anyway, then I was like, oh, you know, that's otters. We never knew you. And then I got on to this other survival story about this woman. Um, So northern, northern Norway, she was studying beluga whales. And she was on a beluga whale trip. And whatever, she got attacked by a polar bear. The story wasn't that interesting. It was like when polar bears attack. And it's like, yes, of course the polar bear (laughs) will attack you if you're near it. Uh, So anyway, what was more interesting was the beluga whales. And then I got into, did beluga whales ever attack anyone? Well, the answer is absolutely not. In 2009, there was a deep, deep sea kind of competition going on. You know, just like free diving. Yeah. Yeah. And it was happening in a tank uh, in one of these aqua parks and beluga whales were in the tank as well. And a woman went down to do her deep dive, uh, legs cramped up. she began to lose consciousness. Uh-huh. And a beluga whale who was also in the tank brought her up very slowly to, <gasps> like, to prevent and the beds. saved her. To save her. Sensational, amazing creatures. And like we were saying before, cousins of the narwhal. These are magic, mystical and amazing creatures. So then I was like, that's interesting. Don't know a lot about beluga whales. Let's learn a little about them. Did you know, and then I'll tell you about the beluga, the great, I can't, Operation Beluga. But first things first, here's what they're known as. Sea canaries. What? <laughs> I know. Because they have beautiful they singing voice. Ah. They have fabulous voices for singing. I didn't know canaries had great voices for singing. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem strange. Uh, cousins Do to the narwhal. Does anyone else know the phrase, she's having a canary? Yeah, yeah. What does that yeah. mean? Sorry, yeah, good point. <laughs> are they known to freak out? <laughs> are they like the, I think the it's just, freaky it's, outest birds? Is it an Irishism or is it a I think universal? It's, Get in touch, listeners who are not Irish. Uh, is this a. a I think it's just they've replaced conniption with canary. Oh, maybe that was it because I conniption think. became a problematic thing? No. Someone couldn't say conniption. <laughs> <became canary. laughs> no, because she's having a canary was a big one of my granny. We must find out. They are. Anyway, what do you know about belugas? 
Nothing. Canaries of the sea. Canaries of the sea, correct. Also, pure white. Right. They cool. are incredible looking. And you can see them from great distances because they're obviously Whales. in contrast. They, they're enormous. But also, they're pure white in the deep blue sea. Sensational. Did you know they can swim backwards? No. How batshit is that? At speed to swim backwards. Oh, the little face. They have an enormous uh, head protrusion. They're, that's called a melon. Um, is that a, a very heavy brow? A heavy, heavy brow. And they, they that's look part like of their singing because they vibrate air and blow air all around their sinuses. And that's how they can sort of they look, make the noises. It's giving like, um, you know, centre forward on the senior rugby team. Correct. Absolute. <laughs> that kind of uh, testosterone <laughs> taking. What do they call it? Like in Neanderthal? That oh, look, yeah, yeah. When you get, when you take a lot of testosterone the and then they get... Um, Anyway, whatever. So you'll know Balubas from little internet videos because they can blow bubbles and things like that. And have you seen those videos? They can blow rings, air ring bubbles. There, I've got a little picture of one. And the reason they can do that is they're because so they don't cute. have uh, the vertebrae at the top of their neck isn't fused, so they can move their heads right around in sort of humanistic. Yeah, fashion. they almost have kind of a shoulder situation. Yeah, they're very mobile, and it's that amazing. combined Look with swimming backwards is just sensational. They're amazing, aren't they? Yeah. So then I was like, "This is all well and good," and I wondered, has there been any big? beluga conspiracies oh god i actually know a lot about and then i was remembering about the beluga vladimir do you remember him absolutely not i no. think, it was, I the think name it was 2012 was a beluga whale was found in in norway in the sea right he just started swimming up against one of the fishing boats and the lads on the boat were like wait a minute that whale's wearing clothes and they looked closer and the fucking thing had a harness on Property of the Soviet Union. <gasps> no oh, way! A spy. Now that beluga whale continues and it continues to live to this. They call him Vladimir. I think the German, the Norwegian for whale is Havlad or something like that. So, and then they put Vladimir in the end because of Putin. Now things things have taken a turn there with Russia, obviously in the interim. So maybe <laughs> he would have been named something different now. However, he then spurred on, because loads and loads of people were coming to this fishing village then, because he was so domesticated, he wouldn't leave the fishing boats alone. The children were petting his tongue. It was becoming a problem. But because it's Norway, and they're very proactive in doing things, one guy was like, we should build him a sanctuary. And they did. And oh, yeah. he's living up there now. So that's a little aside. I love that those fishermen thought a harness was clothes. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's wearing clothes. The fishermen are all like naked but wearing harnesses. <laughs> he's wearing sexy Look at this. clothes. Have you seen this picture of beluga whale attends a wedding? <laughs> no. Is that Vlad? No, it's... <laughs> Describe, say what you see. Say what you see. It's basically a happy couple. Ridiculous veil. Disgusting. Ridiculous veil. Um, getting married, obviously, at an aquarium or something like that. And there's just this beluga whale just popped along, standing behind whoever's officiating the wedding, if that's the word. And he just looks like he's, he's standing looking, there. Like he's, he's the not, best man. He hasn't he's like swum along man. like a fish. He's upright like a human in Sorry, the Sorry, that veil is outrageous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll use this as I'll put it use in some it. I'll send it so send it to somebody. To... <laughs> I'll do something for <laughs> you. <laughs> so that was like beluga whales in Creable. 
fucking lovely, friendly, fucking lovely. blowing bubbles. I love them. You know, they would 100% eat you. No, no doubt about it. Like, but they're not orca whales in terms of if you're swimming with belugas, you, you might be okay. I could be wrong. Are they part of the cetaceous family someone get back to me on that because, now you hold know, on we orca whales have we know that orca whales have received a really bad rep they are dolphins they, they are don't dolphins, attack yes. in the wild they've never they've attacked only a, attacking captivity no, no. oh my god let's cats. not give orca whales a hard time on this podcast no and if you watch youtube at all and you follow karen nate they're after just coming back from swimming with orca whales we are follow those people guys it's my dream absolute dream holiday Amazing. it's going to cost me 10 grand i'm going to do it before i die but it's it's pretty dangerous, yeah. Everything's dangerous. Are those? Oh yeah, true, true. Dangerous all around. So then, okay, back to belugas for a sec. And I was like, these guys are. I feel safe enough just sitting here, though. There's not enough chit chat about them. I wonder, has there been any historical? Because like the narwhals, they are mystical. They like sea unicorn. It'd be so odd to see such an enormous white whale. Yeah, people must have been like, what are these things? And because of their friendly nature. So anyway, let me tell you about Operation Beluga. So this is the time. Now, Russia's the hero in this story. So let enter the Moskava, which is Russian for Moscow. It's a large and hugely powerful non-nuclear icebreaker. Do you know what that is? Non-nuclear icebreaker. So it's an it's a huge it's a class of ships that can break through massive massive ah. bodies of ice. And what they do is they send them out ahead of fishing trawlers so that you can actually so the trawlers could go out behind the icebreaker and, and they could have passed. Yeah, they exactly. They're so. like a snowplow of the ocean. The snowplow of the ocean. I like so, the way you were like Moscova, which is the Russian Russian for Moscow, for Moscow. <laughs> which is probably what we should be calling it, like Paris. However, this is, so these are what icebreakers do, clear a path and they hammer through these giant ice packs. So ice usually breaks without huge change. So they're, they're so powerful at the front end, the bow, the stern, that they're plowing through unbelievable like depths of ice. shelves of ice. Just eye-watering stuff. And let's enter the star of our ship, the Moskava, this humongous Russian icebreaker. So after receiving three icebreakers, uh, the, we were talking 1954 here, the Soviet Minister of Co- Commerce asked this Finnish company to build an even larger and stronger ship because the ice packs like, were getting more and more dense. They needed to fish northern. They knew that there was amazingly delicious fish to get to and they wanted to get there. <laughs> So this giant ship was then delivered in 1960 and it was in service till 1992. So she was then broken up in self parts. Enter Operation Beluga. So it was December 1984 and a hunter spotted 3,000 beluga whales. So we're up in the Chuchki Peninsula and it's like very, very northern. It's quite cold. And initially, uh, the people of the area who, full disclosure, Hunted and eat and ate for, you know, substance hunting. Beluga, this is part oh. of their food source. Um, noticed the huge volume of beluga whales. We're like, okay, we're great. We'll eat a few of these lads. But there is something wrong. So there had been a huge weather issue. And it had created this four meter thick ice pack that had trapped the fucking whales. So obviously whales need to be able to breathe. Yeah. So they 
they were like, okay, these whales are heading under this immense ice pack. Unless they turn back, there's no way they can hold their breath for the length of time it's going to take them to get up and out the other end to take a breath. And the 3,000 of them. So they were like, we need help to get these whales through this ice pack. And also kill and eat uh, just a handful of them. So <laughs> they want, they were we kind of... We must save the whales. We need a miracle. So they uh, quickly came, they, they came to try and help the whales. So there was a few kind of holes in the ice that they were able to access. And they started to feed the whales some frozen fish. Um, stuff that they had themselves to try and give them and then make a bit more room so they could all breathe. But the weather was kind of heading in. It was immensely cold obviously um and we were in northern eastern russia and they were like these whales are goner come february 1985 russia had called in this giant icebreaker to break a channel through the ice pack to free these 3,000 trapped belugas so it was a race against time and the temperatures were dropping so upon arrival the giant muskova muskva icebreaker uh, arrived but the ice was so thick that the captain was like I don't think I think this is not going to work like if we get stuck we're all fucked as well Mm. so what do we do but the whales were beginning to die and the Muscova was like okay well let's load her up on fuel and let's do what we can here and it begun to plunge into the gigantic ice and it was beginning to work. It began to open a channel for the whales to kind of breathe and escape. So the plan was that they would work their way, like cracking the huge ice pack in half, allowing the whales to get to their natural breeding ground. And the hope was they would follow the ship. Mm. And at the same time, they had sent in helicopters and they were dropping fresh fish no way. from above. So behind the Muscova, the the fish were being dropped into the channel it was creating and the whales were eating the fish and breathing a couple of days in uh though they were weak and afraid they were afraid to go too close to the gigantic icebreaker you can imagine it's turbine engines churning up the and they were like they're not these whales aren't following us through Mm. and then one person upon this vessel recalled this moment that there had been some research into and training this is the kind of mid 80s so there you know sea world existed and there were kind of i don't know they had some idea of interacting with these whales basic but they were like look we know that these things react to music Ah. we've heard of this before and they begin to pump out music from this icebreaker they played all kinds of music pop music and classical and after like multiple experiments the belugas started to react and approach the icebreaker following it along the channel so they used classical music classical music that they really responded to i thought it might be like spandau ballet or something (laughs) like that the hills are a lot anyway they started to get the herd of the pod back into the open sea and uh, the captain reported by radio to the HQ, our tactic is we break up, then advance. <laughs> She's doing her Winston Churchill. Again into the ice, make a passage and wait. We repeat this several times. The belugas start to understand our intentions and follow the icebreaker. Thus we move kilometer by kilometer. <laughs> the operation <laughs> took weeks and by the end... 
they it was estimated they saved 2,000 belugas. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Isn't it? It cost them about 200 grand. But it was sensational. Heartwarming. Hugely so. They were being mar- they were being led to their death naturally, <laughs> but but it got is got a bit of fish on the way, and, and maybe it's an example of us interfering when, <laughs> like maybe the whales would be like, we'll just turn back. We're fine, yeah. guys. We're fine. We know this. This, this is, is our, our natural shit. We've been here longer than you, and, and we're all f- like canarying about, freaking out on top of the ice, just like we we must <laughs> save them, <laughs> giving them shit food through holes. Um, eating just a handful of them <laughs> <laughs> with the with the breathing how long can they go without breathing how do they breathe the internet will tell us through their air hole is it only through the air hole that they can breathe <laughs> i thought that air hole was for spout yeah That's i thought that was hole. i thought that that air hole was like purely for entertainment purposes that like they would come up and spout oh, something no, they, out that's how they breathe through they also there's been obviously loads and loads of research on the sexual stuff with dolphins and they have been known to fuck each other in the blowhole loads 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 well dolphins you see are very adventurous and they kinky. are kinky <laughs> lateral thinkers is what i was about to say and they have no shame like they'll do Any it right in front of us. but um tell me about the whale breathing please well they they exhale and through inhale the through their blowhole. Okay. And their mouth is for eating. In the well, water for... I don't know. Let's see. How long can a beluga whale hold its breath? I must know this fact. Quite some time, I'd imagine. Here we go. 15 minutes. Oh, wow. That's less than I would have thought. Yeah, that's not that much. And uh, there you go. That's that's the end of that little bit about. Isn't that fascinating? Those mad stories. You're like, uh, like that. There's only one article I could find that talks about that story. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, this is bizarre. This should be a movie. movie. (laughs) Speaking of movies, there has been movies made about the story I am going to tell. Oh, next week's episode, I guess it is. Yes. What time are we at? We're over an hour on this oh. episode. Oh. Well, look, okay, come back in for the hive. Yeah. What are, have we decided what we're doing? Well, let's kick off with Enoch and the hive and then we'll see where we are time-wise. I don't think it's going to take too long. Socks made out of human forearms. No. No, we haven't okay, done we haven't done that. Right. Oh, stay okay, can't wait. over to the hive. See you over there. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.